Hello and welcome to, well, season two of uh, the Photography Podcast. We're calling it season two because essentially we're too lazy to keep count of what's going on. So this is season two, episode one. I hope you guys are well. Um, how is everyone? Does anyone want to, you know, let us know how they are before we introduce the new the new guest or the new regular? Anybody? Let's just bring let's bring the new guest on. Otherwise, bring we could be talking on. for hours, and he might not even see him. He might fall asleep, All right, or then, she okay. might well, fall asleep. Uh, let's let's welcome our new regular. Uh, it's uh, Mr. Paul Johnson. Hello, Paul. Yay! Hello. Yay! Yes. Yeah. Just thinking how many of your uh, viewers have now switched off. God, oh my <laughs> God, it's not Gary Goff. <laughs> Everybody wanted Thomas Heaton. Yeah, I know. I saw that. And everybody wanted anybody but me. <laughs> Reading the thing on Facebook. Thomas Heaton's too obvious, too obvious a choice. I know. You know. He wanted to come on, but we're like, nah, sorry, sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. 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 Well, you was actually our first guest, Paul, wasn't you? Paul was our first guest um, when Man left. Was. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I was. So, yeah. Mate, what an impression you made. Yeah, go. yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> 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 what were you guys? <laughs> no, he was very good, mate. Thank you. What's going well, on? That's it. <laughs> Shut up. You know what we need? We we need to have it so there's more people in here, so it's like a proper pub. That's what the problem is. Anyway, um yeah. Is there anywhere else online that lets lots of people in? Pretending yeah. to be a pub? Not lots of people. Just wondering. No. Actually, actually we should give them a bit of a plug. There's a very good online um uh, what are they called? Twitter meetup hangout things. They're called the NFT space, Arms. Twitter space. Twitter space. The NFT Arms. I think they do some every Thursday at ten o'clock. If you want to go along and speak to them, I'm sure they're very lovely people. Um, a couple of them definitely are. Um, yeah, we had a little bit of banter with them um, on on Twitter this week, uh, and I hope and I hope people that was perhaps following it did see that it was banter between us and them and nothing more. So uh, yeah, good shout out, Gal. Yeah, I, I definitely would recommend going along. I mean, they did steal our idea, but, you know, it's okay. There's no hard feelings. No hard might feelings. tune in next week, actually. Yeah, oh, I might as well. I might go along as well. 10 o'clock at night's a bit. I mean, Darren's got no chance. He's on his no third chance. dream back then. No, yeah. yeah, no me. Yeah, not 10 o'clock. Why are they doing it at 10 o'clock? Is that for the American America? market. The American market, yeah. Yeah. Right, Somebody's okay. Calabunga. GM. So how long? How long? So how long is it? GM, GM. How long is it? We've we've been off for ooh, what? Three months? Four months? Is it? That's Something like that, that, isn't it? Yeah. We're at spring, we're at June. Just before mm. summer, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so I think it was May. Was it May? Early June? Yeah. So what's that? Five months. Five. Wow. Five Five, months. We haven't lost it, though, have we? Hey. We <laughs> Look what? at this. It's seamless. <laughs> <laughs> It's the model that works, so why change it? Come on. Yeah, it's like we've never been away. Anyway, um, what we've been up to? Does anybody, anybody, I mean, it's been a long time. We must have been up to something. Anybody been up to anything exciting over the last five months? I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll go. I'll go very, very quickly on this. Um, so, as, as the, the reason we kind of delayed. Um, the podcast was pretty much kind of down to, to me a little bit. Um, for those of you that know, um, my mother uh, passed away uh, about three weeks ago when we were literally just about to record the first episode. And these wonderful people on the screen here all said, no, let's delay it until I was ready. So I just want to thank you guys. I really do um, for delaying it. It's true friends, that is. 
Now, I don't want to bring it down, so I want to do the old circle of life. But one thing my mum, bless her heart, always wanted to be was a great grandmother. And about two months ago, we found out that I'm going to be a granddad. Helen's going to be a, a grandmother. And we told mum that she was going to get to be a, a, a great grandmother. So even though she didn't actually get to see little Noah Terence Knight, she got to see the scan photo and uh, it, it really uh, it really made her day. It really did. I'm filling so, up. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah. So that was really that was really great. So yeah, next year I'm going to be a granddad. And do you remember James what you said to me on the uh, on our group chat? You said to me. What are you up to? What are you up to, gents, this weekend? And I said, well, on Saturday I'm washing the motorhome, <laughs> and on Sunday I'm going pumpkin yeah. picking with the family. And you went, yeah. that is Grand so dad. granddaddish. And yeah. I just thought to myself, <laughs> yes, it is. Little does he know. <laughs> yeah. He just took his little slippers and put them inside that. Yeah, thing. exactly. So yeah, it's, oh, that's uh, it's good. Been, that's yeah, that's yeah. A bit, bit of sweet, very good. Yeah. So there's so, two two granddads out of the six yeah. of us now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but Dave does look like a granddad, doesn't he? Really, Piss I just look off. like I look like the cool uncle more than you know. So, uh, is that hey, what you call your uncle Daz, call uncle, granddad. Uncle. No, call me Uncle Daz. <laughs> yeah. James, are you a granddad? No, I'm not a granddad. I'm, I'm a very old father. Right. My official title in the family is Grumpy, which I quite like because I am mostly. <laughs> Grumpy Griff, yeah. Yeah, like plus, plus I get to drink out of a tankard. I mean, you know. Great, isn't it? That's, That's like an impressive trumpet. tankard. That is that an is, impressive tankard. He'll be tankard later on with that lot. <laughs> totally good. tankard. So I suppose we should really say, Paul, what have you been up to? Yeah. Who, me? Well, I've, I've been in a similar situation uh to you, I, mean, I don't want to bring it down. I've, I've mentioned it on my blog. Is it's been a difficult few years with me. What with my dad being poorly, and then he passed away, and then uh, back in July, my mum passed away. So uh, uh, it's been a, a difficult time, torrid time, really. So I mean, I, I feel for you. I know what you're going through, and everybody else who's listening is going through a similar type of thing. To be honest, because it's part of life, isn't it? Particularly mm. when you get to a certain age. Uh, but I have started YouTubing again, um, and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm doing it at my pace. And I'm enjoying the photography again. Uh, so, but I think I think one of the things I have felt over the last couple of years was that the photography was really a saviour for me because it was one of those things you can go out and just switch off, whether yeah. it's for an hour or so with the dogs, or you know even for twenty or thirty minutes by the side of the road. Um, and that's why it's it's one amazing hobby or pastime, or uh, you know it's just a, a brilliant thing to do because it allows you your brain to switch off definitely i couldn't definitely. agree more with that i've got to say i hated the fact that you've come back to vlogging because every time i watch your videos i'm like oh my god he's so good he makes me look really poor uh, the, the stuff you did the stuff you did from home fell yeah. was lovely those photographs mm. were really lovely i've got to say yeah yeah it's blind look i mean i didn't even hear you guys on on home fell and then one of you said that you may have been at Hodge Close. But you see, unfortunately, I don't know what cars you drive. Obviously, we'll, we'll get that sorted. Uh, and I was in Lionel, which is like the Land Cruiser. Um, but uh, you weren't at Hodge Close. And you, because you know how the sound carries on own fell. You weren't, you weren't up there either. So, you know, obviously, we missed each other, which is a shame. But plenty of opportunity in the future. Isn't there? 
yeah, I have to no, say I'm definitely. really surprised you didn't hear us because we were with Mally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did no, you feel a small happen. earthquake at one point? No, no. <laughs> Why was that? Because uh, I jumped off. I jumped about yeah. three foot off of the thing onto, and Dave made a big deal out of it. Thanks for that, Dave. By the way, <laughs> I did say at the time though, somewhere over in the South Pacific, there's probably a tsunami now. But um, yeah. but it, it was funny watching you prior to you jumping, because we was all watching you, and you just you stood there for a good minute. Just looking at this angle. Shall I jump at that angle? Shall I? It's like a, it was like a kid on a diving board when they're ready to jump in for the very first time, and you get to the edge and you go, "Whoa!" No, you go back again. <laughs> Mate, that to me that looks about like a fifteen foot jump. It was, I was a good looking down, going, inches. "Oh my god, how am I going to make it?" Yeah. I was a bit lost, dear. What 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 happened? Oh, so we Gary, so, Gary got thrown a fifteen inch drop. So so right. so basically. Right, it's not the first time 15 inches has frightened me. I'm gonna, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, um, but it's a joke. Basically, I really struggled to get up to the top of Homefell. And there's a lot, like, I mean, Darren's like, oh, yeah, we'll just pop up to Homefell. fine. Yeah. Well, he said, he said the, the night before we went, he said, oh, I really want to just, you know, shoot up there. If, if we'd have gone up that night, mate, I wouldn't have made the next morning. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but he said, oh, we're just going to pop up. Anyway, we got to the top. And then we had a little, I had a little wander around. And coming back down, there's a little bit where there's probably like, I don't know, two foot, three foot jump, something like that. And I made a massive meal out of it because, you know, I'm, I'm not the most agile. So The rocks um, were slippery, though, as yeah. I found out coming back down. Yes, you did fall over. I did. Yes, yeah. yes. So, I mean, I didn't fall over. But it took me about three hours to get down, but I didn't fall over. So Which, which guys, which way did you guys go up to Homefell? Did you do from, from Hodge Close? Close or, yeah, right. That's the easier. That's the easier river. It is. No, it is, no, yeah, no yeah. I think they call that the climbers. The climbers. <laughs> yeah. No, it's those yeah. pussy paths. That's like, the, yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I went that way. Yeah, it was like the black yeah. run, wasn't it, Gal? That yeah. way. Honestly, yeah. mate, it, I, pink run. That's you it. lot. I, I was. I, I mean, I was out with Alan Coles the other week, and he's like. Well, he, he goes, he wants to take me to this one place. And he said, it, it, it's like literally a flat walk. It's totally fine. It's a flat walk. And it was like that. It was, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, well, it was like that. But that's not a flat walk. He said, oh, it's just a really short walk. It's like a 25 minute walk up a hill like that. And he's like, yeah, that's a flat walk. And he's off in the distance. And I'm being sick. It's just, it's not good. It's, it's, it's I, but I you had a good time me. though, mate, didn't you? Oh, brilliant time uh, yeah. in the Lake District, yeah, brilliant yeah. time. And yeah. we will do that more and more now, provided we don't go into some sort of another lockdown, but we will do that more and more. Definitely. And provided we go to a campsite that's less... No, I've like, got, yeah. honestly, so that's when I rung the campsite up that I go to, and apparently you don't even have to be a member of the Caravan and Motorhome Club to go camping there, so we can all pitch up at any time. So next time we go... We will go to the good campsite, not that trash that we stayed in. I got my money back, by the way. I don't know if I told you. Did you? Yeah. Complain? Yeah, I did. Well, I had to leave a day early because I got what, the what phone it, call. £2.50? Tax. <laughs> it was, no, no, what was it? Twelve fifty, I think it was. A night. Twelve fifty yeah. a night. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I had to leave a day early anyway. I, I, I got a phone call that I had to go. But I actually said to him, like, I want my money back anyway. I said, because, you know, the noise was absolutely ridiculous. And they said, um, 
oh yeah, well, this time of year, you know, we don't have the bailiffs patrol because it's it's like pretty quiet. I went, well, yeah, well, you want to see them poor sods down the bottom that were sleeping or trying to sleep next to that party going on. So, yeah. Well, so to to me, be fair, I went in there and I said, the, like, I want my money back. The beds were terrible. And they, they just <laughs> kicked me out. They just get out. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the one that laughs at your jokes, Gary, because I feel a bit sorry for you because you keep cracking these jokes and nobody laughs. Oh, no, you, get, you get used to it, Paul. You get yeah. used to it. Yeah. it. Essentially, Paul, it's because I'm not funny. <laughs> you are. And I just, yeah. I just have to admit it. I'm, I'm not funny. I, I, funny. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing with you, Gary. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what they all say. Yeah, we're not. Sorry, brother. You've known, you've known him longer than I have. You'll get used to me. You'll start yeah. laughing at me. Give it a couple of weeks. <laughs> Your latest videos definitely prove that you've got a sense of humour, though, Gary. It must be said. They're very entertaining. Are you talking about the photography? <laughs> no, your videos. No, I know, but I'm in the video. The photography in the video. Just going back to you guys at the Lake District, I, when I did my last vlog, I was up at Bleetown, and... Um, Part, part Lionel. Lionel's my Land Cruiser, by the way. I've, I've never mentioned it before because I call all the cars they've got names. Uh, and they're always boys, by the way, because everything's girls' names, isn't it, for machinery, but I call my cars boys' names. But Lionel parked him up and the guy said to me, oh, uh, Tog, because it says Tog on the number plate. And I said, yeah. And then I realised that he's watched me on YouTube and then he mentioned all of you guys and said, oh, uh, I said, um, the podcast crew are up at um, home fell and he says I was up there last night and there was a load of noise going on and, I, and he says and I'm sure it was, I could hear Darren and <laughs> Gary <laughs> so I said well I don't know if it were them or not but it might have been those guys from the campsite so the only reason I mention it is obviously you're more famous than you think there are people out there that are watching you and watching all of you as well that's quite nice yeah yeah, it was. Probably not, probably not watching me because I've not released a video since July. But uh, Well, <laughs> yeah. no, they did. I know how that feels, mate. But you know what? Uh, uh, yeah. You've got a loyal following. And when you put another one out, everybody will, everybody will watch. That's, the, very, that's very, very kind. Yeah. I think you can just yeah. come back at any time, though, can't you? Yeah. Once you've established yeah. yourself a name and around the matter. It's what, what I mentioned on one of my videos, isn't it? It's whether or not you want to chase the algorithm. You know, I've, I, I yeah. do feel sorry for... I don't feel sorry for him, but because it's a business for him. But like Thomas Eaton, he mentions all the time that he has to put videos out week on week on week on week, and there's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to do that, particularly with landscape photography, because obviously you've got to get an image and then do a video around it, aren't you? So, but you know, if you're not chasing the algorithm, as you say, it doesn't really matter, does it? When you put a video out, because the people that like watching you will, will come back, and that's what I love about uh, uh, those source followers or subscribers i think we've all got is that the uh, they do come back and they will they will watch even if it, there's been a hiatus which is which is grand yeah but what you what you were saying paul just a second ago about just going out with the camera i mean just because i've not been vlogging over the last kind of few months because you're right i've had a lot kind of on my plate um doesn't mean that i stopped the photography i mean we was in the lakes for a fortnight the last two weeks of august and I was out every day. Sometimes I was out in the morning and of an evening as well. It wasn't a day that I didn't go out with a camera. Um, but I just didn't feel that I wanted to get the vlogging camera out. I just mm. wanted to go out with my camera and and, ju and just enjoy being out there. You know. And I was lucky. I got some amazing conditions. You for, did, didn't you? I yeah. did for about five days. It was just absolutely 
glorious it really was but um yeah i think some sometimes it's just actually quite nice to um not put yourself under that pressure with a vlogging camera just go out there with your camera and your tripod and just enjoy uh, a few hours with the landscape i've got a question for you because um you've in a similar circumstance to me uh, um, did you enjoy it more being out and not vlogging and um, not having that pressure or do you enjoy uh, the vlogging aspect just as much if not more than I think uh, it, I think it depends on what frame of mind I'm in if I think oh, I'm going out there to make a video today I'm really excited for it and I really kind of look forward to it um, but on that particular time I just almost like wanted some me time with the camera and it just really helped but and I do think that I got well I definitely got my best shots this year now whether that was because the conditions was just was so good um I'll never know so would I've got them shots if I was with the, if I was vlogging do you know what I probably wouldn't have because there was a lot of times where I was literally just taking a photo and moving on taking another one almost kind of chasing the conditions and if I had that vlogging camera on a tripod I perhaps wouldn't have been quite as fluid as I was when I just had my stills camera. But um, there's also a counter argument to that, though, because a lot of people have said that when they're videoing, they find they have to take a certain number of images to fill a video out. And so some of those by necessity are substandard. And when I go out and don't video, I tend to take fewer images because mm. I'll, wor I'll work a given image and refine it down to what I think is the best I can possibly get and I don't have to fill a video so I could spend three or four hours out and only come home with one or two shots yeah yeah but do you do you, do you prefer that process or, uh, or, uh, or do you prefer the process of vlogging or does it really not matter to you well I, to be honest I much prefer just doing photography yeah because yeah. I get better pictures I, I I haven't really been able to get away even though I've tried and explicitly tried to say no i'm not gonna put substandard images in because you need to have three or four images for a video and mm. i still do it i mean mm. there are at least four images from that weekend in the lakes that wouldn't have seen the light of day if i didn't need to pad out a video yeah 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 can i yeah. ask a question then to perhaps not us guys, but, you know, people that are watching this, because that's quite interesting, because if you think about it, you know, the, the, the pioneer of, say, landscape photography on YouTube is Thomas Heaton. And for years, Tom only really displayed one photo on every vlog. So do people watch it to see that one good photo, or are you more interested in seeing half a dozen photos? That'd be quite interesting to find out. Yeah, so if you could mm. let us know in the comments below. Because I don't feel that I, I need to show a certain amount of, of images, really. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 I find that one interesting. Really, really interesting. I mean, you mentioned Thomas Eaton. The reason, I think the reason why Thomas Eaton is so successful is, number one, he's been consistent week in, week out of putting videos out, sometimes twice a week. Number two, his personality on camera is exceptional. I mean, uh, out of everybody who I ever watched vlogging, um, he, he really resonates with me. Now, obviously, there are some people who might not like him, some people would. And the second thing is, is as you say, and I didn't realise that, is, is that, when you look at his images, he might get that one image, but he always gets grabs a good image 
mm. out of uh, uh, a shoot. And, and we all know how difficult that is. So, I mean, there are two two ways that you can go down um, the vlogging route. Number one is the hints and tips, which are uh, uh, very, very um, successful from a YouTube algorithm point of view. And number two is what Tom does. And, Sorry, uh, look, at, uh, look at Gabby's face twitch when you said that, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the eye? If I was going to do YouTube as a business, that, that's what I'd do. Seven, seven wonderful things to focus on and all that. That, that. that will, because what you get is you get the click through. Um, because if I if I go on YouTube and I'm looking at um, like today, I needed to put a new uh, battery in my key fob for, for my car, and that's what I wanted. I wanted some information, some quick information, and it is it is popular. But I mean, I think I think what uh, Tom's done with his channel is unique. That he's got a combination of those three different things in the recipe, which make him eminently successful. But it's strange that it never it never really includes that in his titles, does it? What tips? Like seven tips to do this and that. No, nine tips no, to swear no. cap. Mm -hmm. really, does it? Well, it, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking. Are you talking about Tom now or other people? Tom. Tom. No, Tom never does. He, he, he never. He, he's never been a hints and tips guy, has he? No. Hmm. I think he just established himself, hasn't he? No, absolutely. I, I wasn't talking about the hints and tips as to, uh, Tom. Tom never been like that, has he? Really? It's mm -hmm. all other people that have um, uh, have created a niche in the YouTube market with regards to photography. That it's seven tips. I wish I'd have known this earlier and that type of thing. And I'm not knocking them at all. They've, they've, they've created a niche for themselves, and that niche is um, uh, eminently successful. Whereas Tom has always been at heart a landscape photographer that's gone out and shared his experience for uh, taking for photographs. And that's why I, he's the guy who, if I'm watching, I watch him week in week out. I think the thing with Tom, I think the thing with Tom is, is the fact that he he's managed to get to that sort of very big subscriber based stage without letting it go to his head, and mm. suddenly becoming something that he's not. And you know, he goes out. He's pretty much he does it better than he used to, but he's pretty much done the same stuff that he's always done from day dot. These videos don't change like the actual the, the storytelling of them and the message doesn't change the, the, the thing with him is is he's an engaging intelligent mm. articulate guy who takes good photos now i he doesn't even maybe sometimes only take one photo and we will never know unless he comes on and tells us that he might go four times in a week and, and bin three of the vlogs to come out with one but it always seems like he gets the right he gets the, the shot on a trip it might only be one shot but he gets the shot so you know you gotta you gotta hold your hands up and say well done for that but the thing i would say about the tips one is if people want to do tips then that's fine and like you say the algorithm it works it it it, it gets them more views but the ones that annoy me is when you get like oh three tips blah 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 blah, and there aren't any tips in the video <laughs> or they're really sort of concealed tips and all they've done is they've gone out yeah. and decided to call it three tips because they want to get the people to watch and they're not really giving you tips like well put one foot in front of the other there's my first tip you know they, that kind of annoys me when that happens but i guess there's a place for everything isn't there i think with tom what you've got is a a model that he's developed that works really well he's got his personality he's got his delivery on camera is great he's a obviously a great photographer so therefore if somebody wants to look at 
really well composed images, then they'll look at him as well. And that all fits together. And I think with Tom, if he didn't have his audience and started again as a brand new person with that model and that delivery, he would still do well mm, because I it agree. just works. Mm. Yeah. Um, I yeah. And I think that's why, you know, a lot of other people will struggle because they haven't got that model and delivery within a vlog. You know, it's got to be all come together. You've either got to be a very good entertainer that makes people smile and they enjoy watching you as a person or you've got to be a very good photographer that they're interested to see your pictures or you've got to be somebody that can do all of those together and make mm. a cohesive you know piece of content that people want to enjoy if any of those are substandard i think you're going to struggle to get to the level of you know of success possibly in youtube that you'd want to be and the consistency as well the consistency mm. on putting those uh, on those videos out but that's the great thing about tom is i'm not going to bang on, on about tom but if he doesn't quite get the photograph that week then his entertainment value drags the video up if he gets a great video mm. and he's a little bit down the, uh, not the video the photograph then it, 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 the actual photograph will bring it, the fact that he's a bit down that week um, um uh, bring the video up so you know it's, it's like a triangle it's like the photography triangle isn't it as you say there's three elements to it and he's got all three and and, and that's why it's successful and people are wondering well why they're not successful well if you follow that formula then you are going to be you are going to be successful and i agree i think if Tommy came on tomorrow and started uh, doing videos within within a couple of three years he'd be a hundred thousand subscribers so you know but I mean, I remember Tom when I first started was at 70,000, 67,000, I think he was at, you know, and he's taking it, he's, he's, he must be at half a million now or pushing it. Mm. So guy's done well. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love him. I do. Yeah. If you ever watch my videos, you know that anyway. But, you know, because I just, every time I switch on, he entertains me. That's great. Mm. He wouldn't come on here though. Just saying. He wouldn't. No. Said, he was, said he was too busy, so you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he did yeah. podcasts, wasn't he? Podcasts, really, yeah, yeah. He did, he did Marley's podcast, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. He did. yeah, it was great. That, yeah, he was in his pajamas oh. and everything. Anyway, so Gary, you, you, you talked about what you did in the summer, people, but you, you maybe got a story, haven't you? Because you got to a position where you were going to go and play golf for a living rather than Ooh, photography. Yeah. And we had to pull you back from that precipice, if I can remember yeah. right. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I'll let you into a little secret. It wasn't really you that pulled me back. It was about 115 round that pulled me back from the precipice, <laughs> to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> I played that and I was like, sod golf, I'm going back to photography. But yeah, no, I, I was, um, I don't know, I just, I got a little bit down with looking at on twitter all the time and there was, you know, it was twitter and facebook and everything everything there was a point where everything felt like an advert it, it was like you know I'm, I'm either i'm selling i'm literally selling my photography digitally or otherwise or i'm literally selling my life oh what a great person i am look at me everything's amazing i want to show you like come and enjoy your life um stop posting it on wherever and i just i just i think i've gone out and had a few bad trips out and I was just like, do you know what? I've had enough of this. So I boxed all my gear up and got MPB to do a um, a quote on it. And I think they quoted me, I can't remember, two, two and a bit grand for two lenses and what have you, and the camera. And then I took it to Camera World in Stevenage. I said to Camera World, like, how much would you give me for this? And they said, slightly less than MPB, but there might be some wiggle room if you bring it in. So I took it in and they went, well, these this is all perfect as you said, but because the the shutter count was like 
10,000 or 7,000 or something. And they said, oh, we only do like new for shutter accounts at 3,000. So therefore, we're not going to offer you the price. I said, all right, then I'll just have it all back. I took it all back, and it's the best thing that I ever did because I now love photography again. So, yeah. Plus, I had a very, very bad round of golf. I mean, it was very, <laughs> it was really incredibly bad. Not just, it was like I couldn't hit a ball. It was very embarrassing. So, yeah, so photography's yeah, I'm back glad, I thought you would you would live to regret it if you sold your, your gear. Because everybody goes for a phase, don't they, where they think perhaps they're not producing the images or they're just falling out of love with it for a little while. But I think sometimes that's the best thing to do when you are kind of getting frustrated with something is to just put everything in the cupboard, lock the door, and then within a week, a month, six months, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll start to get that kind of burning desire to get back out again, especially like, you know, when you go to places like the lakes, but especially when you get to places that inspire you as soon as you get inspired that's it the flame kind of reignites again i think the thing with me is as well i have to admit i'm i'm terrible i'm i'm so impulsive Um, i'll be like oh i love photography kind of like i'll be really into something like when i was into golf i was like i was thinking right i'm going to go and join this club and i need to go and check these clubs out to buy them and you know and i started watching loads of golf videos about how to improve my game and and then literally, like I said, one bad round, and I was just like, no, I've had enough of that now. And I was back to photography. You all knew it, really. Yeah. You mm. all knew that I was yeah. never going to really sell it. But I was close. I was very close. If they'd have offered me the price MPB offered me in the shop, I'd have walked away with the money in my bank. And if you had a good was... round then, golf, uh, of golf, would it be a different story then, Gary? If you'd shot like a 72, would it? Make a massive difference. Or? If I'd have shot a seventy-two, I would have thought about it. But I don't normally shoot anything below about a ninety-five. So, but this happened to be—I think it's—it was really embarrassing. I literally—I think I stood on about the tenth tee and hit four balls straight out of bounds and just went. I've had enough of this. So yeah, so photography came back on, and luckily it did because I think I've taken well some of my favourite shots in that period since I've started back up again. So, you know, it's all good. Plus you can you can walk around when you're f- doing photography with one glove sticking out your back pocket. <laughs> Honestly, I... Um, Michael Jackson style. Yeah. I think the thing is, I, I think the thing is I, I, as well, and it's very similar to photography. I went, I went and played at this course called Why Boston Lakes and it's flat. Everything, there's a lot of water, but everything's flat. I thought, oh, this is fine, you know, walk six miles. And then I went and played another course, which was a bit hilly, and I was absolutely knackered by about hole four. <laughs> and I was like, I just, I've just had enough, really. I've had enough. This is just not for me. I'm going to, you know, that's why I keep pestering, you know, to go back to the fens because there's no hills. So. Well, it will be long. Mm. No, well, next week, mm. isn't it? Next week. I don't think we should we should we um, announce that we're all going up to somewhere. No, probably no. not. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. no we right. won't be anywhere near the. We won't be anywhere near the fens next week. No. I won't not be asking all. that my question you, then. No. 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 Are you? Are you, Paul? Are you coming up? Or no, big. No. But I think I I was born right near where you're going. So. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, 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 James. I was born in Huddersfield. Were you? <laughs> no. I thought you were born at wrong side of Penas, though, weren't you? Nope. No, I was born. Oh. I was born, born in East Anglia. Let's put it that. Yeah. But oh, I lived, you're I lived, a fem boy. Yeah, yeah, I am. Hey. Hold your hands up. Hold your hands up. 
How many fingers you got? No, he's not. <laughs> a he's not a real boy. He's not a real femboy, is he? Jimmy, hold your hands up. No. His hands are right. It's when he takes his socks off. That's right. That's it. You're right, James. I lived most of my life in Glossop over the other side. Well, I say most of my life. I've lived most of my life in West Yorkshire, to be honest now. I've lived here for almost 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And people are only just starting to talk to me. Really? They like that. Well, they must sense the fact that you are a southerner. That's why. That's slowly getting around to it. A southern mag softy. That's why I have, you see. It's not good for me, is it? It's not looking there'll good. Be nobody, there'll be nobody coming to the funeral, let's put it that way. Not from around here, anyway. Uh, am I on, Jamie? Thumbs up if I'm on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're on, Gary. Yeah. Oh, thanks. On. <laughs> <laughs> not on season two. Oh, Paul's on this now. For season two. Yeah, Paul's on now. Yeah. Am I back yeah. on, Paul? Thumbs up if I'm on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, are you, am not I on? Because he not went, there. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Darren's on now. Yes, I know he is. <laughs> right, Darren, don't laugh. Sorry, right. no, don't even talk. Right, thumbs up if I'm on. Darren, yeah, brilliant. Right, okay, God, I can right. So, um, I don't know if you remember. Keep that in. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna do it like this. I don't know. I'm, I'm just gonna do it like this. It doesn't matter. We'll all be in. It's fine. I don't know if you guys remember last year we, or earlier on this year we had Gavin Hardcastle on, and I'm not sure. If we if we actually released a bit where he said that he he was going to donate us a book anyway he's donated us a book uh, which is called Chasing Or uh, and Dave's got a copy of it haven't you Dave there it is yes. look there's yeah. Dave the glamorous yeah. assistant that's, yeah. that's my copy the the one we're giving away is still wrapped but I got a little unicorn sticker from the lovely Amanda the Did one you? that the the winning photographer will get hasn't got one and you're not having mine. Oh. You put that one up again, Dave. That that uh, book, Chasing Ore, oh, with Gavin nice Ardcastle. Yeah. Okay, it's a bit glary, Dave. Say, What's on the front story. cover? Uh, it's a big wave, a wave. from Oregon, from oh. the F4 tour. What's really good about this book, un unlike most photography books, is that is text is as entertaining as the photographs because. You can hear his voice as, as, as you read in this text. It, it's it's really funny in places. So um, a really good read and a hundred or so very good quality images. He's a funny lad and a great photographer, yeah, isn't he? he is. Yeah. Mm. So th big thanks to Gavin for yeah, donating well, Gavin. that. Does Gavin know we're signing on? Not selling <laughs> it, but does he, does he know that we're giving it on? We don't really yes, want to no, keep he, it. He, he donated a, 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 an extra copy when I bought that uh, so that we can give it away. So essentially, we haven't even said what we're doing, but we're, we're going to give it away, basically. And what we want you guys to do... <laughs> why are you laughing? Just a funny guy, you got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Naturally. Yeah. yeah. What, what we want you to do is um, to send in your... Well, we've got a theme for the pictures, haven't we? Have a theme or we've only had five months to work this out. <laughs> now you're saying what are we so um what is the theme? I don't know. Uh, uh, I tell you what, let's just pause, pause the video here and we'll we'll be back in two seconds. Well, okay, now. what about what about since it's chasing ore, why don't we make the theme ore? Iron ore. Horse. Oh, Bitches. That's <laughs> That's the I thought worst. we meant like oars on a... Or? Yeah. 
Hawes. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Right, okay. That's um, a great place in Yorkshire. Well, I love that. What's that? Why don't, we, um, why don't we think about what, say, what style of photographers does Gavin do? Is it mainly uh, big he's, vistas, he's, isn't he's, it? He's big vistas, right? So the new guy's going to possibly put in here and see what you think. Big vistas, yeah? So do the opposite and say go intimate and have that as a... Using a telephoto lens... Well, no, just go into with, it. But mind you, you have to, you have to clarify that because people have been taking pictures of ladies' bottoms or, or men's <laughs> bottoms, possibly, won't they? Dave doesn't mind. He'll have a meme yeah. to it. Basically, just send any picture in <laughs> at all. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Let's just, it's a, let's just do it because it's getting Gary, complicated. Gary, are they going to go to um, Dave's emails with yeah. all these pictures? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, landscape, any so. landscape picture at all that you want to send in and we will so basically we'll judge them and the best one will win the book and what we'll do is we'll give you until friday the 5th of november so anything that comes in after the 5th of november then that's you know too late and you're out but uh yeah if you want to send them in we'll, we'll drop a, an email so address is... i don't know it's it's, it's fire's too hot i've got stalking the fire in my, i've got one of those in my snug and they're great until they get too hot and it's not like you can switch your radiator off. You've got to open yeah. all the windows and doors in your house. Yes, otherwise, you actually boil. I'll tell you what, here's a new pair of PJs for Christmas. He's had those on for too long. Those same little Rupert trousers, doesn't it? Yeah, no, he never does. I think this segment's going well. Just out of Yeah, interest. really well. Yeah, is everyone, uh, everyone get, get what they're actually doing? What, clue? Other, other than the fact that you didn't go with my go intimate thing. Yeah, I'm so, really so I'll tell, yeah. tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Right, right. So, um, oh. moving on, yeah. <laughs> Move, moving on, because we haven't spoken about this for the last 10 minutes. Uh, Gavin Hardcastle. Dave, do you want to show, show everyone Gavin Hardcastle's book? No, we're well, going to stick with the last lot. Okay, anyway, all right. It's this more is, real. <laughs> Leave this in, Gary. It's all good stuff. Yeah, it's like, all good. like we're going to fool anybody. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's send, send your photos in. Intimate if you want to. Like, as in intimate. Not landscape. too intimate, though. Yeah, not too intimate. Intimate landscape or whatever. It, just send in whatever you want, right? Landscape photos. Sorry, Paul. Whatever you want, just because it gets too complicated. We'll, we'll close We'll close the. What about street photography? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what about. Um, yeah, because like, um, Gavin does a lot photography. of photography. <laughs> Portrait. Just send your name in. Just... <laughs> we'll pull it out of a hat. <laughs> I was hoping for some glamour or boudoir. <laughs> or just send cash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. We accept postal orders and green shield stamps. Postal orders. <laughs> <clears throat> Any picture, your best picture, email them to Dave. By the 5th of November, Anything remember, remember, want. and we will judge them on the 12th of November and award the winner there. Yeah, yeah, any, any, any picture now? Any picture? Yeah. Any, any photograph. Okay, a, yeah. a photograph. Okay, right. right. Send so, us a photograph. What I've, could be easier? I've got a question, right? Are you going to be judging every single picture or photograph on, on here? Or no. are you only expecting no. five people to... No, what we I'll tell you what we normally or what we did last time. Five? We sure can do better than that. No, what what what, what we did so. last time. We picked our favourite one each, didn't we? 
Mm. Right. And then we argued out which one was the best one. Okay. There we go. We do that, that again. That's, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So we'll so all pick our it... favourite and then we'll argue it out on, on, on the pub. Of course. Am I allowed to send one in? Because I really want that book and I don't want to pay for it because I'm from Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm... yeah. No, no, of course not. <laughs> <You can't... laughs> Why not? You can't say yes, James. Why? Because well, we're going to know which one's Paul's, aren't we? Are we? Because, yeah, because, because it'll be that bad. No, because you have... And the day it's all based on merit. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Well, there's... So, like so, so yeah. original members of the podcast have said that um, new members of the podcast cannot put... Yeah, uh, us five, we can all enter. Yeah, but I but can't. But you have to be here for a year. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Got it now. No, no, no existing members of the podcast are allowed to enter, I'm afraid. Right, anyway, so um, let's move on, shall we, and talk about something that's actually to do with photography. And this is a, a conversation that's you know, cropped up, I think, a few times in the group while we've been sort of, you know, on our hiatus. We're talking about professional photographers. And what makes a professional photographer, basically? So does anybody have any thoughts on that? Well, isn't the definition of a professional photographer based on income? Yes. I don't know what the ratio is, but if you earn, and someone can correct me, but if like something like 80% of your income comes from photography, then you are a professional photographer. I'm not saying it is 80%, but there's a, there's a value, there's a percentage value. You know, if you was a if you was only earning five percent of your annual income through photography, then I don't think you can class yourself as professional. I think it's majority about... of your income is based on photography, then you're classed as professional. It's not based on merit, is it? Yeah. Well, what no. What about then if someone if someone says, let's say for instance, you have someone who goes out every now and again and runs a workshop, or goes out every now and again and does a wedding, and they charge money for it, does that not make them a professional photographer? Because it isn't all of their income, or the vast majority of their income. Because if they're if you're earning money from photography, can you class yourself as a professional, even if it isn't the majority of your income? I class it as semi semi pro. Yeah, can, can you semi pro. Can I tell you what my problem is? Is that people bandy around the term professional photographer like it distinguishes them something special that's yeah. that's that's what worries me is so my job uh, is classed as a profession yeah um and i don't even think about it like that but uh, and i would never say well i'm a professional i do what i do but people will say i'm a professional photographer so you know listen to me well um how, how, how if somebody could actually give me a definition you said 80 percent and somebody else has said 10 percent I just don't understand where this term professional photographer comes from, to be honest. I struggle with it. The, the, I've just Googled the word professional, and it says, engaged in a specific activity as one's main paid occupation rather than a pastime. Yeah, mm. there you go. And so, what, does yeah. it say about, what does it say about profession? Is there a divide between the two? Uh, and welcome to Semantics Corner. <laughs> I know. This week you know, will be. Yeah. You know, but it's, it, what, as I say, what, what irks me is, is, is as I say, I, I hear a lot of people say, uh, I'm a professional photographer, and it's like putting everybody else down. Well, if you sell a print, Dave, 
you're a, are you a professional photographer because you sold a print or mm, are, can you point. not class yourself as a professional photographer? If I sell a print, because... I do a lap of honour. Yeah, yeah. Or are you not are you not classed as a professional photographer because you're not earning 80% of the view money from doing no. professional photography? But then again, my, my day job, I wouldn't class myself as a professional either. <laughs> it's interesting because the definition of profession... Yeah. to Wick. It is a paid occupation, especially one that involves prolonged training and formal qualification. Yeah, see, this is where I'm getting it wrong. Yeah, that's where I'm getting it wrong. So there is a, there is a definitive difference, isn't there, between a profession and professional. And, and, and so that's fine. And now, now the next thing is, how, how do we describe professional? That you're earning most of your money from that that's the uh, way I, I see it, yeah. It's yeah, hard yeah, to class yeah. a landscape photography as being a profession, though, yeah. isn't it? Based on what you've well, just said, Jim, is well, it? Yeah. Hey, you need yeah. a, a certified qualification. Because it's not a prolonged, thing, prolo a prolonged level of, uh, of, of trade. Uh, well, that's experience. This brings me on to what I was wanted to talk about, which is people who give tuition as a photographer. Now, I would assume that to give tuition as a photographer, you should be a professional. I right? disagree, totally. Okay, all right, why? Because we've said this before, I know I think we might have said it on the podcast before, I know we've had our kind of backwards and forwards as well on our little kind of group, but there's all different levels when it comes to photography. And, and, and you might be, like, I'm just picking James out here, you know, James is not a professional photographer. But James could teach so much yeah. to, to people. James could teach me a lot. I've always said I'd like to go out with all of you guys because you could just pick up that one little tip that would just enhance your photography. So I think to give workshops, you don't need to be a professional. You just need to be engaging. You just need to have people skills and you just be able to show people more than what they already know. And if okay. someone knows nothing... You could be an intermediate photographer and still give someone else the benefit of your, your knowledge. Yeah, but here's my, here's my issue with that. Yes, James definitely could. Yes, all of us definitely could, right? Because we are of a proficient level of skill, right? But name me one other area, one other area where someone can charge someone for tuition and that it not be regulated. Imagine going out and saying I'm a driving instructor, you've got to pay me twenty five quid and they go, Well, where's your where's your where's your license to teach? Well I don't have one. I'm just you know, because I'm better than you, so I'm gonna teach you out on the roads. Or Yeah, but no hang on, no, that falls down because if you've got a license, you can take a beginner out as long as you stick L plates on. Yeah, but you can't charge them for it. You can do it for free, and anyone can go and teach someone photography for free. Why can't you charge guys, them? How many artists' professions require a license or some form none. of qualification to teach? None, none, none Think do. Think of artists. Do. They don't. Yeah, we're, 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 we're trying to distinguish here between an art which is photography, painted or whatever. And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of artists out there that have been to university, but there are plenty of self-taught artists as well. Yeah. Same with, with landscape photography. I've got a pilot's license in my pocket and uh, to be able to take somebody up in an aeroplane, you've got to do X hundred number of hours and mm. go through a certain number of tests to become a profession of a pilot. Uh, but, and the same in my, my, my job that I do now. But with, with photography, 
is a professional photographer. Let's say you're on the dole and you're earning a hundred quid a week. You're a professional photographer because the majority of your yeah, money yeah. is coming from um, um, uh, from being a uh, photography. You could be a multi-millionaire businessman, yeah, and you do awesome photographs, but. Uh, the, the proportion of your income is tiny compared to your overall income, and you're not a professional photographer. It doesn't make any sense, does it? I'm, I'm not saying you should be a professional photographer to be able to teach other people photography for money. What I'm saying is, is you should have to have a, qual a qualification to say that you have a minimum level of ability to use a camera and to be able to teach someone else to use oh, a camera. Go, go, go. Because here's, well, yeah, I know, but here's the thing, right? You, you can you can disagree, right? And I would say, James, all day long I would come out with you and give you money to teach me if I wanted to workshop. And most of the rest of you. But there are people out there who are giving workshops who don't know what they're talking about. And the people who they're learning, who they're teaching, who are learning from them, are beginners. So they don't know what they're learning. They don't know if these guys are right or if they're wrong. So you come away from a workshop with someone who's charged you 90 quid to spend most of the day taking pictures for themselves and you come away from it no better off, no, 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 no skills gained, right, really. But you could turn around and say, that's because I'm not good enough. I didn't pick it up from them. They have no callback. They have no comeback on that person. So they can charge you £100 for a day and teach you nothing, technically, and just say, oh, stand here, press that, do that. And then they I'll be honest with you, Gary. Sorry. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. There are people that are charging five grand for workshops that do it exactly that. Exactly exactly. That's my point. So where's yeah. how is that fair? How is I that think, fair? I don't know. Uh, but how do you police it? That's the thing, Gary. Well, I think you should have you to know. take I think you should have to have to have a have a level of take an online test. Take an right. online test. Hang on, let, let me just come in here because what I was going to say, right? So, and I've spoken a lot. I think we should bring the other no, three you're in, good. In, you're a, good. in a second. No, but I was, uh, when I was working for a particular college in Cambridge, we had to do some fire upgrade work. I didn't have a certificate to do the thing that I'd been doing for 30 years. I had to go on this two day course that taught me absolutely nothing. But if I hadn't have gone on that course, yeah. a milkman could have gone on that course and in theory been more qualified than I was. Even though I've been doing it for 30 years, he's been doing it for two years. Yeah. So who, as, as Paul said, what is it? If, if they set up this kind of governing body, that would just be a money making <clears throat> thing. It really give us 50 quid and then you'll be you'll be qualified to teach. Yeah, but It'll let's say... Absolutely let, nonsense. Let's say the milkman doesn't take the course. Yeah. There is no course. And he gets employed to do that job and f*** it up and kill someone. Right? Now, I'm not saying... Sorry, shouldn't have said that. Should scratch, scratch that language. Let's say that the milkman doesn't take that course and he, and he goes and bodges the job up and someone gets hurt from it. Okay. There, there should be a comeback on that, right? Because he's not qualified. He's just going and having a crack at it for a laugh to try and earn a bit of money. Yeah, and but I I'm know, not, I know unless the camera... That's where insurance comes uh, in. Unless yeah, the camera... It's, it's a regulated it, industry. It, it, yeah, but... Yeah. Not a regulated industry. No, but all I'm... What, what I'm saying is, is, that, is that there are an awful lot of people out there who are charging an awful lot of money and teaching people nothing. I spoke to a guy 
I spoke to a guy, right, who um, I won't say who he is, but he told me that he went on two courses in East Anglia with two very prominent East Anglian photographers. Jim? And they, no, no, no. No, no he's two, a prominent. Two very prominent East Anglian East photographers. And they spent, they charged him, I think he, one of them he got, he won a competition for, and the other one he paid quite a substantial amount of money for. And they spent a third of the time with him and two thirds of the time completely out of the way taking their own photos. And he learned virtually nothing from it. Yeah, I think the, the That's difference... That's bad. That's yeah, poor. It is poor. Yeah. But the difference is what you're talking about is is there's a difference, and, and you mentioned it, is that in my profession, if I do something wrong, yeah, I'm accountable. Uh, I'm accountable to a body, to a medical body, yeah? I'm yeah. also accountable because I've got indemnity insurance that means that if one of my patients isn't happy, they can sue me, mm. Yeah. If you're going to do that for, for photography and, and call it a profession and do that for photography, then you've got to put all sorts of things in place which mm. are going to preclude many, many people that uh, haven't been to university, just as, as Darren was saying. is uh, And I've seen, I've seen in my profession as well is that somebody with a master's degree is meant to be more qualified than somebody who's got 20 years' experience doing the job. And I used to fight. Um, in when I worked in the NHS to actually have it in the job description that uh, it was master's degree or equivalent experience mm -hmm. because the people who came in with the equivalent experience knew far more and were far better at the job yep. than the people who had a master's degree who'd paid four grand to get a master's degree and wrote a dissertation of 10,000 words and knew nothing and I, I, pretended that they were more qualified, which technically they were, than the people who'd been doing the job for 20 years. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with either of you. I think you've both got like perfectly valid points. But what I'm saying is, is that there are people out there, there are a lot of people out there that I watch on YouTube who think that they're, they all they need to do is, is go on YouTube for a bit, become semi you know, I don't know, I won't say famous, but Hi. get, get, get say, 1,500 followers, and then all of a sudden you find they're popping up with workshops left, right, and centre. But you look at the quality of their work and you think, well, you shouldn't be teaching other people. You, you're not good enough to teach. You're not well, let's, let's bring, the other, three. Let's other, bring the other three guys in here. Yeah, Dave, I think so. Jamie, I think so. James, Darren, what do you reckon? Yeah. I thought you were going to go, Dave. I'd... Listen, I think... From a teaching perspective, what we're talking about here is is a is a, a creative process. Aren't we? We're talking about art. We're talking about something that's very subjective. So you've got two levels of teaching here. I mean, you've got the basics of, you know, operating your camera, which really, unless you know, you are providing a teach yourself how to use a camera course, then you're going to know that they're going to have a basic understanding of that. So what you're teaching them is, I guess composition but you're also teaching them how to see photography and how to you know spot an image and how to make use of the compositions how to make use of light and all that type of thing and that's very subjective so how are you going to get a body to regulate that are you going to get a body to sort of say that these people are qualified to be able to teach you where to point your camera towards the best light or towards the best composition it's not going to be practical to do it is it so fundamentally those people that are, uh, know how to work their camera but just want to learn how to see a composition better clearly and know how to react to light better and know how to, you know, become a better landscape photographer. I guess they're only going to learn from people that have experienced that and have, that 
can relate to them to show them how to do that. So, you know, so what I'm saying, I guess, is that people that have got that level of experience probably could teach somebody that because they can pass on that experience. Now, whether they whether they should charge for it and whether they should have a policy in place that if the person that came on the course isn't satisfied with the level of training they've got, they've got a recourse to get a refund, then that's another question. And then that, that becomes a little bit more complicated down to whether they've got a contract in place with them or not, whether they've got recourse to get a refund. Um, so that's a bit more messy. But fundamentally, anybody that's got experience that somebody else hasn't got can teach them that. I agree with that. I agree, I agree. Yeah. totally. Yeah. I, you I, put that far more eloquently than I did. Yeah. <laughs> he did, yeah. Jamie, Jamie doesn't say a lot, but when he talks, we all listen, because yeah. what yeah, he talks absolutely. is, he yeah. talks sense. I, 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 mean? I agree with Jamie on the artistic side, but I, like I said, I'll, talk, I'll tell you about someone else. There was someone in my camera club that I spoke to a couple of years back, and they went on a, a photography course, a day course, that was a group thing at £99 a pop that was called... Um, get on manual or something like that or, or start using manual or get off automatic I think it was called and she, when she finished the course she still couldn't work out how to do anything that wasn't automatic so I, I look at that and I think yeah obviously if someone is a, is a competent photographer and they want to spend a day with someone to, that who's, who they like their photos and they say yeah you can show me how light works and how composition works that's a whole different matter but I'm talking about you should have People should be able to teach you the basics: Sh shutter speed, aperture, you know, aperture, ISO, spot metering, evaluative metering, the, the exposure triangle, what everything does, you know, what everything does on your camera, right? And I think that there are people yeah. out there who don't mm. know, and they're teaching. And I, I still think there are people out there who don't know the, the basics, and they're going out and they're charging people, um, and um, also. What makes people think that they can teach as well? A lot of people are I think, I think, teach. I think you brought up some valid points there, but you, 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 you mentioned a lot of things. I mean, you're talking about um, the basics of the camera. Um, if you're on a workshop, right, and you've got five people on your workshop, one's got a Sony, one's got a Canon, one's got a Nikon, one's got a Linux. The, you, I always st have stipulated, um, where, if anybody comes out with me, that they need to know the camera inside out. I can then I can then I can then guide them from there, but um, if they don't know how to spot meter the camera, as in how to set that up and how to set up whether it's aperture priority mode that they shoot or whether or not, I I can't I can't show them how to use the camera. Now, as you said, when it comes to like the exposure triangle and stuff like that, I think that's where the teacher comes in. But it's it, it's you know if, if somebody comes on a workshop and uh, you say beginners workshop then I think, um, um, as Jamie was saying, is that you're going to have to stipulate in your terms and conditions that you know how to use your camera before you come on. Because there are, there are people that will come on to a workshop and come away disappointed because I've not taught them how to use the camera. They need to know how to actually use it before they, they, they come on to the workshop. And then we can go through the stages of composition, light, and exposure triangle. Oh, I'm, I'm going to ask a question then. Would any of you guys go on a five-day or a, a week's workshop? Let's just call it, I don't know, five grand. If you could afford it, would you go on one of these five grand, one-week workshops? 
No, was that James? No. No. Reason being because I'm quite I'm quite content with my photography as it is. And and, and tight, but regardless tight. of the tight and I'd the rather spend five the... grand on going to a luxurious location. Yeah, yeah but money, money's thing. no object. But money's no object. Yeah, so money's got, no you've object. Got, you've got hundred million in the bank. Exactly. I, I don't want to be taught by you. You still want to? No, not at all. Well, okay. yeah, but then it depends who it is and where it is. Because if, if it's someone you respect as a photographer and someone you, you class as a very good photographer and they're going to take you to somewhere that you really want to go and they know the place back to front, then maybe the five grand's worth it then. Because you're yeah. not going necessarily for... If money's no, not object, no. For me, the old point, the old enjoyment of landscape photography is discovering new places myself. Mm. And I can say, I can honestly say, there's no photographer out there that can teach me anything new. Who mm. get you? That? No, I'm not being, <laughs> I'm not even big anything like that. Uh, I think you are. I enjoy me on that. You know. See, I, I would. I, I, if money was no object, if if I had the disposable income to do it, I would do it in a heartbeat. I really would. Where would you that's, go? That's like, I, I'm not too sure. I mean, I, I think. I mean, I've. I love the stuff that kind of Nick Pays does with the storm chasing. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. And I know going off road a little bit, as I normally do, but like I've heard Dave say this, that he's taken people out um, and they're actually very good photographers, but they use Dave much for his knowledge of the locations in uh, in Snowdonia as they do for actually his tuition. Yeah, And I think sometimes yeah. it's like that. It's actually going out with someone and finding out these kind of, you know, these little gems as well and something that you wouldn't normally do. But as I say, you've, regardless of, of the money, sometimes, you know, we all go through a very kind of standard procedure um, uh, when we're on our own because landscape photography is a very um, solitary hobby and we kind of normally go through exactly the same things. And then when you're with someone, they might just do something slightly different and it just it might actually make the difference between your your level and just going up that little notch do you know what i mean they might have seen something or two something so for me as i say I, i'm not in a position to spend five grand on a, on a week's workshop but if i had the money to do it yeah I, there would be no stigma attached to that for me at all i would do it in a heartbeat you you mentioned something just a second ago gary um about it depends on who it is and i think that you also said about youtubers and that's that's a point here because I think you've got some people out there that would be willing to go on a workshop or go on a course or whatever with a, a famous YouTuber just because he's a famous YouTuber and the fact that they actually just want to spend time with him and they want to be able to, you know, just experience him face to face. And I think some because of the the brand or whatever some of these people will develop online. You know, that demands a certain element of interest from some people that you call them fanboys, whatever you want to do. But yeah. I think that that would also entice a few people. And yeah. the fact that you know that because you watch their YouTube videos, that they're at a certain level of their photography experience because you've seen their work, you've seen them out in the in the picture, in the field taking pictures. So, you know, what you're going to get taught is likely to be pretty good. But you're also going to be standing there next to somebody that you deem as really famous Respect. because you see them on YouTube all the time. So maybe, there's a bit maybe, of value in there. Maybe you should call that an experience day then, rather than rather than tuition. Maybe. You know, maybe. then you could get away with it probably. Spend a day with me and we'll take some photos together and you can pay me for my company. Follow up. Yeah. A little bit. 
but I think it's a holistic package, isn't it? It's the it's the whole experience. Yeah, you know, if if Tom Eaton said I'm going to Patagonia, and as um, um, Darren was saying, I could afford it, and he was and I was going to go to Patagonia and spend two weeks there, and it cost me ten grand, and I was going with Tom Eaton, and we were going to take photographs, and I was going to go to Patagonia anyway, and it cost me two grand less to go on my own. I'd most probably go with him because uh, yeah. I think the guy's great, you know. So no, I've got no, I've got no thing with that. And Nick Page, as I say, so Nick can actually take me to those locations. I know him from YouTube, so yeah, Nick. And, and if I'm going to pay a two grand premium to go with Nick, I will do. So I, yeah. I've got a problem with that. I think it's great. But if yeah. but if, if Billy Nomark said. I'm going to take you to the local industrial estate and basically <laughs> teach you yeah. F all about photography, but you're the easy only one you know and you like him. Yeah, but how and, many people? Uh, but I bet you, if you actually ask Billy Nomark how many people goes on his workshops, there'll be one. Well, well, there are, well, there are some, aren't there? I don't know. I don't I do. know. There are some. All right, let's, let's try and turn this round, right, Gal? Okay, again. Right. We're, 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 us five, right, we're having a, a whip six, round. Six, six, no, 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 I'm not including you. Us five, <laughs> let me finish. We're having a whip round here, right? We're all come up with a grand each, right? We're giving you five grand, but you must go on a workshop with somebody. Who would you go with? James. James. Is it a question to this is a Everyone. question to Gary. No, this is a question oh, to Gary. Oh, is it just oh. to Gary? No, this is just a, just ah, a right. Yeah. Can I not keep the money? No, you can't keep the money. Okay, you got to go on a workshop yeah. with somebody. I've got to spend it on somebody. Cool. Got a golf tough. lesson. Golf That's lesson. Tough. That's what you need. I'll, I'll take you play golfing. <laughs> I'm not paying you. Florida. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Do you know what? I don't know. Go ask someone else and come back to me. No, right? it's, this is all... Yeah. No, because everybody else has been kind of quite relaxed about it, but you've been kind of quite adamant about... I'm relaxed. <laughs> That's relaxed. So who would you go with? There we go. There's five grand on the table. You must spend it on a workshop. Oh, God. Molly. That... I don't know. It's, it's, it's... I don't know. I honestly... I couldn't... I couldn't say. I can't think of anyone. I can't really think of anyone that I'd want to give five grand to to go on a workshop with from maybe... Or maybe Neil Burnell. Maybe Neil Burnell because he takes photos completely differently from how I see anything. Who, who, so, was, your, who was your inspiration, Gary? Who got you into photography? Into photography or into, yeah, into YouTube? Lands, into, into, no, forget YouTube. Landscape photography. Yeah. Who got you into landscape photography? I would Prior say land, I would say landscape photography. Gen, genuinely, yeah. I've always been keen. I didn't really have anybody who sort of inspired me, but I would honestly say, oh God, this is going to sound really sappy. <laughs> you um, and Thomas Heaton and Jason Jones. So, 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 but but that's for YouTube, but for landscape photography, yeah, landscape photography. No one got me into landscape photography. I I just, I just started from YouTube then. I know, no, no, no. I used to, I used to go on holiday with a camera and I used to like taking when everyone else was on the beach or whatever, I'd drive up a mountain and take a photo. It wasn't a very good photo, it was just a point and click camera, but I was always interested in that. I, I, there was just an interest there. But I didn't know anything yeah. about it, and I didn't know anybody 
uh, you know, anybody famous. I didn't even know who Anson no. Adams was until I started doing YouTube. So, well, that's uh, sorry to push you. That's the reason I was asking because obviously, yeah. people have obviously um, been into landscape photography before YouTube. So I was just wondering whether or not you'd have picked somebody like Ansel Adams. But so uh, Neil Burnell is an awesome photographer. So uh, take me out that equation because uh, that brings me into it. But so over over like Thomas Eaton or Jason Jones, uh, you'd choose Neil if you were going to go. Is that because he'd teach you but possibly how to shoot that lovely Wonderland uh, Whisper's Woods type uh, image? Not necessarily Whisper's Wood. I think it's more his composite work. Yeah, uh, that he does, and that sort of very ethereal look that he gets. Yeah, um, that yeah. that's why I would go with him. The, the reason I wouldn't do is that more editorial though, because I think it is regards to Neil Burnett. Uh, yeah, well, a, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. A, a, but I do like. I would like to know the process because you look at, say, for instance, you look at his woodland shots. You know the ones where you get the the very tall sort of pine trees, the very sort of um, uh, symmetrical, or um, you know what I mean. The the, mm. the one the ones that look really good. I wouldn't be able to find those. To, you know, what's his thought process? How has he how has he picked them in that particular thing? I think, yeah, probably I've Neil got, Burnell. I think. I've got to agree with uh, James. I mean, uh, Neil Burnell is an awesome photography. He seeks out a brilliant composition, but his editorial skills. Uh, if I if if I had to pay somebody ten grand, it'd be Neil Burnell to teach me how to do his editing. <laughs> well, it's interesting though because I look at us here. And I would say that there are photographers, but there are also people who pull the image out in the edit more. Yeah, I agree. You I know, agree. you know. I know I, think, I do. I know I do. <laughs> yeah, know, me too. It, yeah, oh, that's your choice. Yeah. That's your style, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course it is. People are taking raw, raw images. Are there? Absolutely. Yeah, and that's a whole new argument, isn't it? But you know, um, there are people that take a shot, and the shot is exactly what they see. Uh, and they may as well uh, shoot it JPEG, even though the computer or the, the camera does the algorithm for them, or they go into uh, Lightroom or Photoshop and, and edit it. Uh, but it's how you edit it, isn't it? Uh, and uh, you know, people like Burnell and uh, others uh, are sublime at it. So, what about you guys? Then, who would you like to do? That a, was too a high. With? Your voice was too high. What about you guys? Okay, okay, all right. Okay, hang on, hang on. Hang on, no one talk, everyone, right. So, what about you guys then? Who would you like to do? <laughs> oh, come on. Acting. Sorry. So, what about us? Um, yeah. Yeah. Who would who would I go with? Uh, well, I, I, must, I must admit, I'm a bit of a, a, a social media uh, fan. Um, and so, I, you know, a lot of my the photographers that I like... Uh, I've seen kind of on social media rather than um, buying their books and, you know, kind of following them through, you know, galleries and stuff like that. But I think so for me, I think uh, Rachel Talibart would be someone that I'd like to spend uh, a day or a couple of days with. I think that would be, I, I think that'd be it. really entertaining that. Yeah, I just think that she takes, I mean, her, her photos, I think, are, are fantastic. And not just that, the way she almost promotes herself as well without being over the top promoting herself um, and the way she sells her prints as well it's like the whole package not just the taking of the photos but yeah the whole experience of spending a couple of days with her I think be would be pretty good for me 
What about you, Jamie? Who would you go with? <laughs> All right, if I'm going to pick somebody, you know I'm a bit of a fan of Mr. Little John because I bought his presets last year. Uh, but I actually yeah. really, I really would like, yeah, I would like to spend some time with Mark because obviously he's an awesome photographer, but also I think as a personality, as a character, I think he's just really down to earth. And, I, you know, he, he puts out his daily tweets and Instagrams and they're a great read and he, he always positions it with a fantastic shot. But just reading the story of his night before his day is, uh, is really good fun. So I think I would probably enjoy just spending time with Mark as well as learning from him. So, yeah, I think Mark would be my choice. Good shout. Dave? Uh, I would definitely, in a heartbeat, go to the Canadian Rockies with Adam Gibbs. Uh, And, in fact, uh, that's not just a pipe dream. Um, When he was on, we talked about it briefly. There's a particular location that he does a workshop at called Tonquin Valley, which is about a 20-kilometre hike from the trailhead. And then you're just in the wilderness for three or four days. Um, And, I mean, you know, Adam Gibbs, come on. International Landscape Photographer of the Year 2018. Another good Um, shout, yeah. And it's not a pipe dream. At some point, I'll put my hand in my pocket and go and do it. But can you get there by car? No, you have to hike 20 kilometres. Horseback as well, is that? Uh, yeah, I think there is. But I mean, you know, we were talking about the price of, of you know, these, these high value workshops. And you've got to remember that it includes transportation and accommodation and all that mm. sort of thing. It doesn't go yeah. straight into the pocket of the, of the photographer. Absolutely. Um, and it, it's got, whilst I'm sure, without a shadow of a doubt, I would learn 100, 100 tips, in capital letters, um, <laughs> from adam uh it, it it's as much about going to a venue like that with somebody who's you know i would enjoy spending time with yeah. it's not it's not possible dave you can't learn 100 tips it's not divisible by seven. Oh shit <laughs> yeah sorry it's got to be divisible by seven otherwise it just doesn't work uh, okay yeah but anyway that yeah that 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 is it, it's i'm hoping to do it in the next couple of years oh man yeah mm-hmm. Paul, what about you, Paul? Yeah, I think um, there's two people before me have done and uh, said it a lot more eloquently than me, uh, particularly Dave just then, is that it's not just the experience of uh, going out with a photographer, but it's, um, you know, going and traveling to a location. So, um, and then it was Jamie who mentioned Mark Littlejohn. Mark Littlejohn, yeah, I would uh, pay to go on a workshop with him. I love his ethos, I love his, um, his editing, and I love the fact that he gets intimate locations out of a landscape that I couldn't do. And then secondly, I'd go with uh, Thomas Heaton to uh, Patagonia or to the Himalayas for the experience of obviously being with Tom, uh, having a chat, but also the location and the experience of going to that location. So that's why I watch his videos because obviously Tom's there, but he goes to awesome locations and I think they're amazing. Yeah. Uh, a question to you, Jamie. Did you buy presets from Mark Littlejohn? Mm. You have to yeah. say yes or no. <laughs> so yes, yes or no. no. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, okay. Are they commercially available or did he just. No, no, no. No, they're on his website. Oh, are they? Right. Yeah, I'll yeah. have a look. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> James, you're lost, mate. Who would you, what about you? Because you've already well, said you wouldn't. So. If I had to. 
and there's two photographers and those two photographers are one of the reasons why my interest in landscape photography blossomed as it was that's going back all these years and those are Joe Cornish and Charlie Webb for me they're eloquent you know they, they deliver uh, and also the style as well favours my sort of style so absolutely very intellectual and very good Maybe learn something. Some intellect. Maybe. Intellect. Maybe, yeah. Out of intellectual. Mm, yeah. mm. All right, that's good stuff. So just, get, just, so just go around again. So, Gal, who, yours was who? So, oh, sorry, was you going to say something? No, Neil, no, no, I was going to move on really quickly, but Neil Burnell. Neil Burnell. Uh, can I also say, actually, a shout-out? I might, if Neil wasn't available, I might do might go and do a workshop with Verity Milligan because I think she's really good as well. You she mentioned is. her, and she was my she close second best yeah. to Mark Little John, to be honest. I mean, I, uh, the, um, a good mate of mine, Adam Carnach, is just done a video with her, mm. and mm. it was just wonderful to see her talking yeah. through her shots because she, she, her stuff is sublime. Brilliant. Yeah, I enjoyed really that. I, yeah. I, I cite her as one of my inspirations when I do my camera club talks. Yeah, she's amazing. I stole isn't she? one of her images to show. Just brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. last. So self effacing as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's just a grand girl. Wonderful. I wish she would do more landscapes because they are yeah. sublime. I mean, she's just got an eye, hasn't she? She yeah. really has. Yeah. 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 And, and as you say, that it was really nice to see her interviewed by Adam because it was interesting to get get behind the sort of thought processes and, and mm. her approach. Really, really good video that was. Yeah. yeah. I hope to see more lady landscape photographers coming out like that and actually talking. Because us guys do it all the time, mm. but you know, other than like people like Lynn, Lux and Jones, I mean, mm. you, you don't see many people doing it, do you? Uh, from a female perspective, no. and uh, what's the other girl called? The Scottish girl, Kim. Oh, come back. Kim Grant. Yeah, Kim Grant. She does it as well. I'm sure there are more, but more, more of the merrier for me. Definitely. Have you? Has anyone heard of Liz Shepherd? Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I've seen, seen her on, on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. She she shoots up in North Scotland as well, doesn't she? And a lot of Yorkshire Dales as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, if you if we're calling out people on Instagram, ladies, then there's a lady called Joe Stephen on Instagram. She does a lot of really um, obviously a lot of her work is created in post, so she she does some really fantastic edits. But they're of of subjects such as trees and plants and things. But then her her creation of that photograph in terms of her edit is just amazing and yeah it, absolutely stunning her work i've followed her for ages on, called, on twitter as well joe steven if we're shouting out <clears throat> names i've got to chuck one in here it's a lady that posts regularly on uh, the let's create facebook group uh, called barbara pollard and she does sort of multiple exposure and and you know they're they're really sort of ethereal looking uh, ICM type of stuff. She rarely puts out just a straightforward image, but everyone's a winner for me when she posts. That might be a topic awesome. actually for for a future podcast. I actually, think so. kind of I think looking so. at each of us choose our own favourite female photographer, mm. show a picture that we like yeah. from them, and actually mm. talk about it. I think, or even be, just like female cool. photographers in general, because those guys are very good at promoting themselves, aren't we? It's just yeah. it's just the nature of the beast, but yeah. I, I I think that the subtlety and um, the compositional eye of a lot of female photographers is is 
as good, if not a lot better than yeah. us guys. Yeah. I, yeah. Really I agree. Do. I totally agree. agree with I think that. the ego goes out of it and they're just looking yeah. at the landscape and yeah. they shoot it. And the, the, the way that they edit, edit the uh, images uh, is soft and tranquil. Um, mm-hmm. Not all the time, like, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, on the majority of the time, and they come out with some awesome shots. Anyway, thank you so much for watching. I hope we, we well, we all really hope that you've enjoyed this week. Um, it's been it's been challenging coming back, hasn't it? Because we're all a bit out of practice. But we hope that you've uh, enjoyed the topic. Like so. we had a standard before. <laughs> 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 like normal service, exactly. I would say it was. I would say it was slightly better than we've been this week. Um, so anyway. Um, Thanks ever so much for watching and we'll all see you, well, some of us, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.